WAHTB is created for adult audiences only. Our show contains adult content that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Witchcraft After Hitting the Blunt. Some of our audience members may already know, but for those who don't, Witchcraft After Hitting the Blunt is a spiritual community on Facebook where people of all walks and of all beliefs are welcome to share and learn. We are a safe space for POC and LGBTQ plus folk, and as the name implies. a special requested Witchcraft After Hitting the Blunt podcast from our growing Facebook group. Today, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome. Have you guys heard about imposter syndrome? Uh, this no. is actually, yeah, this is my first time hearing about it. Really? <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like Yvonne, no. No, no, <laughs> not at all. I'm, I'm like, this trying to give you name? like a like I didn't know it had a name. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I think that's that was what it me is. Too. I didn't know it had a name. This is something yeah. when I when you mentioned it, I decided to research it, and mm-hmm. it's only something I've experienced recently in life, and I didn't know it had a name. So I'm glad you wanted to do this episode. Yeah, I also didn't know it really had a name, but I've experienced it. I feel like a large amount of my life. Mm. Me too. So it's putting a name to that fun little monster behind my brain (laughs) it kind of makes it easier to to swallow um by calling it what it is imposter syndrome because then you can become you could you can approach it more objectively instead of feeling bad about yourself and feeling bad about the way you're feeling you're like oh now i know what this is now i can dissect it there's a lot of people so i mean as we get going let us know kind of which one you are who you think you are because there's different types Mm -hmm. so imposter syndrome as defined by the harvard business review it is defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success imposters quote unquote suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. So mm-hmm. symptoms mm-hmm. are, you know, obviously self-doubt, inability to realistically assess your competence and skills, attributing your success to external factors like, you know, you didn't really earn it, you were given it, or, mm-hmm. you know, you don't deserve this, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm berating your performance even though you're doing really good it's never good enough you know fear Uh, yeah fear that you won't live up to those high standards that you've set yourself or those expectations mm -hmm. and some people have overachieving Hmm. oh trying too hard to meet those expectations and so then they go past above and beyond yeah yeah and i mean even up to sabotaging your own success say you're doing great and you're like nope 
I don't deserve this. And you just kind of give up or whatever it is. Wow. And then of course, this is when I have trouble with setting very challenging goals and then feeling disappointed when you fall short ah. instead of setting more small, realistic goals. Like I'm yeah. going to become the president. It's because you're so hard on yourself and you have to, you want to drive yourself to success. So you give yourself those really high expectations and then you can't reach them. And then you start exactly. berating yourself for not achieving them. They're unrealistic mm -hmm. to begin with. And then Damn. it just, it's, it's like a cycle and it just continues and continues. And mm -hmm. unless you know kind of what you're looking for, what those feelings are, you're always going to kind of feel that way. To add to that, um, we're our own worst critics. We, we really are. are. We are. Mm -hmm. I'm, if I talk to, my, to other people the way I talk to myself, I would punch me. Like, I'm so mean to myself. And that's been my goal this year, actually, is to be nicer to myself. Aww, because good. I've come a long way. You deserve it. Mm -hmm. You deserve to be nice to I yourself. Know. Everyone deserves do. to be nice to themselves. Yeah. Yes. How long would you say you've been dealing with? Because you said most of your life, right? I would say, yeah. I had a wow. very kind of traumatic upbringing and just a lot of string of traumas very early in life. And I would say, mm a teenage year till now. I mean, I still feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's I go like, further than that. <laughs> yeah. Childhood. I, I, yeah. I can't remember. How long have I you been experiencing it, Yvonne? Childhood. Mm, Ever yeah. since I can basically remember that. We're like, we have any understanding or any like, yeah. um, like remembering like anything of my childhood has always been this. Oh, wow. uh, it ties into this. I always feel like yeah. everything ties into how you were brought up. Mm -hmm. Like, so it all comes from childhood. So this imposter syndrome is really like the shape of everything, like everything I learned from that. Would you say that like you experienced this imposter syndrome, like more at home as a kid or like more at school as a child or when oh. you're out playing with your friend? Both. So, okay. Why would you feel that way? Like, what was it that was causing you to feel that way? Like at home, like with your parents and with your sister? Okay. I, the reason why I say I was a black sheep of my family is because I literally was the black sheep of my family. I'm not like sharing my story to shit on my family or say anything, but I'm just stating facts. Mm -hmm. Literally. Mm -hmm. I was born I don't even know, like, as far back, I don't remember, like, what happened, but my mom and I never had a healthy relationship at all. Mm. We didn't even have yeah. a relationship. It was, like, non-existent. So wow. people are like, oh, you're so lucky you have both of your parents, mm -hmm. you know, growing up. At times, it is, like, the worst mm -hmm. to have both of them at home. Like, you have a pair of people who don't work, didn't work well together you know, at all. Mm -hmm. There was mm -hmm. constant fights, constant disagreements, constant bickering. Yeah. Then you have emotional abandonment mixed into the mix. So yeah. I was nope. like emotionally abandoned by my mother, like mm -hmm. no lie. See, and uh, I feel like I was kind of the opposite. Mm. But it was so weird because uh, my mom, I love my mom. She is passed away. But unfortunately, she was a opiate addict Ooh, and it's something she struggled with with her whole life because she had Crohn's disease 
And, you know, she had surgery after surgery after surgery, and they're so easy to be addicted to. Yeah, they're, they're, that's, that's a topic for another day. But we should have an episode that's like just on like mothers and mothers. Yeah. 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 Mm. Like, I think we're all obviously going to have some episodes on addiction for sure. But I feel like growing, like, as you guys know, I also have a difficult relationship with my mother. And I feel like growing up, I felt very alone, not having a good relationship with my mother. But now that I'm Mm. older and, you know, because of the internet, I'm realizing that I'm not alone. There are a mm-hmm. lot of people out there who are like, fuck mm-hmm. Mother's Day, so and many. my mom was a piece of shit, and we're not talking anymore. And, like, See, I think that's an important topic to discuss, because society is constantly being like, mothers are the best. Always love your mother. Right. Like, no, they're people. Yeah. And some people they are, are people. really shitty. Yeah. And I still love my mom to this day, but I will, I refuse to parent my kids the way I was raised. So that's good. Again, not, not shitting on my family. That's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mind I shitting promised. on my mom. <laughs> well yeah. But that's the thing. Like my mom, we were like so close. And I don't know if that was from like the her addiction. I don't know if it was that because she would pit me against my dad a lot and be like, well don't mm. ask him. I'll say no. And like she was she made me feel like I, she, she was the only one I could talk to basically you know, mm-hmm. but I took care of her a lot because she was sick a lot and mm. no kid should have to do that. But Mm-mm. yeah, at least not know. until they were really old. Right. Yeah. Until they're like geriatric, like in their eighties or nineties. And even then some older people even can then, still take yeah. care of themselves. That's yeah. what I want to do. I want to be like 93 years old and like still moving my body and still surfing <laughs> and like, right. And with the Italians, they do that a lot here. Like you see a lot of yeah. older people here and they're just moving around mowing their lawn oh. or taking care of their garden. And I'm like, That's awesome. See this shit in the United States. <laughs> Oh, yes, we have a neighbor right in front of us in speedos. That's awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> That's oh awesome. My god. Probably because they're healthier in Europe. Like they don't like they drive less than we do. They eat, yeah. they cook more, they eat more like uh like local produce. They've got open they air markets. They eat from their garden. Like it's literally oh. fresh from their that, garden. Oh. I feel like that's probably even more so like an Italian thing. Like Italians are known yeah. for being like, oh, we got our herbs and we make our foods mm-hmm. and they're okay, really guys. It. I'm gonna ask you to pass the blunt so we can get back on topic. <laughs> blunt has been passed. Thank, Thank you. you. I am. I am. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I love talking about food. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, I talk about food for a long time. Okay. However, right. today we're talking syndrome. about imposter syndrome with food. All right. All right. With food. Let's get back <laughs> yes. to it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, guys, there are different types of imposters. So I want you to tell me which one kind of sounds more like you. I mean, I know what I am, but so again, about those perfectionists, that's a type. They set extremely high expectations for themselves. And even if they meet 99% of their goals, they're going to feel like failures. Any small mistake will make them question their own competence. Mm. Okay, so ask yourself, have you ever been accused of being a micromanager? Um, no. Mm. 
I hate micromanaging. I've been a manager. I've been the boss. And I really don't like I to micromanage I wouldn't say I'm people. a micromanager, no. Because I don't think I'm really a perfectionist. Not, mm-hmm. not real bad. But for our audience, these are good questions for them for, to ask themselves. For our audience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a great difficulty delegating? Even uh, if you're able to, do you hmm. still feel frustrated and disappointed in the results? That's an interesting question. Yeah. I'm going to say 50 50 on that one. I'm really good at bossing people around. (laughs) I'm good at bossing people around, but if I don't know you, I'm not going to boss you around because. Yeah. I shouldn't say I'm good at bossing people around. Like, because I'm not a bossy person, (laughs) but I I am an Aries and I do like roles of leadership. (laughs) I I like being good. Um, I I like being bossy. (laughs) You should see me tell my family, oh my God, I'm like, go do this, go do that. Hey, you go do that. I like being, as someone who has like experienced like, really like shit bosses i like wanting to be like a good manager like a good a boss leader. a good leader but a but manager half of the time i'm also like expecting people to like perform um as well yeah. so if people are like producing stuff that maybe i don't see as being like good enough or i don't see as being like what i wanted like you know, it's hard for me to be like, oh, well, that was how they wanted to do it. I'm like, no, you have to do it my way. So I would say there was like that 50% like (laughs) disappointment thing. But I also know that that's on me because I'm someone, I also, I'm, I have a, I can lead, but I also, I work really well alone because I like things the way I like them to be done. (laughs) I'm a control freak in a way. I've got some strong Pluto placements. (laughs) So I know that that's a thing for me. (laughs) I can't be too disappointed in people. I have to let them do things the way they want to do. Sorry, I'm very ADHD. I'm just sitting here. (laughs) Let the record show that, again, Lindy is getting her cable and pushing her nose up with it like a child. (laughs) I am a child. I'm like a large child trust me i'm never serious next question next question next question when you missed a high mark on something do you accuse yourself of not being cut out for the job and ruminate on it for days well yes i do Mm, i get out of my head i do not me i do yeah okay next question do you feel like your work must be 100 percent all of the time Ooh, not all the time. Not no. all the time. Like, but very close. It better be close. Uh huh. But like, yeah, know, it depends on the job too. It really does. <laughs> it depends on who I'm working for. It depends on how Yvonne's I feel about over my boss. here. Like, <laughs> it's like okay, so it's like a mom thing. Like you're clean. You're cleaning. Like I spent the last few days cleaning. And then you have like the, they, the older, the older two clean. are in charge of cleaning. And it's like, uh, I don't do it that way. I don't do it that way. I don't do it that way. Oh I don't God. do it that way. Like do it again or let me jump in and do it for you. Like Man. move out of the way. Damn. And you've got yeah. five kids. So that must like drive you crazy too, to be like, you all need to clean how I do. <laughs> Oh yes. my God. And this is why, this is why I refuse to step into my little one's room. I don't clean their room. Why? <laughs> There's I would so do it many pieces parts. Yes. It's just- <gasps> <laughs> so many little pieces. That, uh, that's one thing I don't get. 
we're gonna have to have a topic on children because i could yeah um i could go on i don't (laughs) understand why you're giving small children who have a choking hazard you know supposedly like small children have so many little pieces parts that you have to keep together (laughs) why 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 do they do it to us parents just to like make us feel inadequate (laughs) yeah we'll have an entire episode on parenting you gotta buy a new one (laughs) i i vote for parent episode yeah we'll have a parenting it'll be like a parenting venting episode so if you answered yes to all of those questions you might be a perfectionist you're a goddamn perfectionist just stop (laughs) it (laughs) yikes okay all right next one there's five of these the next one is the expert they feel the need to know every piece of information before they start a project, and they will constantly look for new certifications or training to improve their skills. They won't apply for a job if they don't meet all the criteria in the posting, and they might be hesitant to ask a question in class or speak up in a meeting at work because they're afraid of looking stupid, or if they don't already know the answer, then they'll feel just, why bother? I used to be like this. Used me. Not me anymore. That one's 100% me for sure. I feel like it's most of me. Yeah. I used to collect titles for a for a living. Yeah. Why? I know uh, people who collect like, it was a childhood. It was a childhood thing though. Oh, wow. Again, it comes back to childhood. Like mm-hmm. I was told I'm never gonna be anybody. Who the mm-hmm. hell was I? You know, things mm-hmm. like that. So it's like I collect the titles because I want it to feel important or like I want it validation of, oh, you're doing an awesome job. And yeah. so that was me collecting all of those titles. Now I'm just like, fuck the titles. Yeah. I was never I was never one to be able to afford like certifications and degrees and stuff like that. I've got one. That's my paralegal. Um, I, I'm very proud of my paralegal title. I'm proud of um, my graphic design one. I have an AAS, I think, in mm, graphic mm, design. That's nice. It's useless. No, yeah, graphic design is not, Lindsay. It, out of all of the arts, graphic design is like the one that... It, it, uh, no, don't get me wrong. Graphic design is a good field to go into, but don't get an associate's. Get a bachelor's. Yeah. Yeah. That's Everywhere you like, look, they're not hiring for associates. They're hiring, you need a bachelor's see, for this entry-level job and get paid $15 an hour. So, all right. What are the questions for expert? I want to know. I want to answer these questions. Yes. Okay. Question number one. Do you shy away from applying to job postings unless you meet every single educational requirement? Yes. So we can, we can agree that Lindsay and Dee said yes. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. I'm Question like, why bother? Two. Are you constantly seeking out trainings or certifications because you think you need to improve your skills in order to succeed? Um, I'm, I'm not yes certifications. No. Yeah, I'm constantly like always just like trying to gain more information to improve my yeah. abilities for my positions. But like, but official- like I said, yeah, official certifications and stuff. It's like, nope, this is the United States. We have to pay for that shit out of pocket. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the money for that. Hey. Yeah. 
if you want to pay for it for me, I would love to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Also love pay for it for it. You'll never be able to pull me out of school. Yep. If that was the case, I would have every certification. I agree <laughs> if it was free, I'd be like, yeah, no, sign me up. Let's get okay, this so, so the answer actually, I take it back. The answer is yes. Yeah, if it was free, yes. <laughs> if it was free, yes. Yeah. Okay. Question number three. Even if you've been in your role for some time, can you relate to feeling like you still don't know enough? Yes. Mm, yes. No, not really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I because I, well, I, I, I'm technically a government contractor right now. And when we started in October, I had no idea what I was doing. And I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing. And I have to ask questions and all the time I just second guess myself. And they're like, oh, you know what you're doing? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't know anything. All right. Last question. Do you shudder when someone says you're an expert? Uh, nah. I don't. I yes. always go, oh, well, thank you. That's, I'm not, but thank you. I try to be, I try to be humble about it. I used it, to be but, like that. I, but inside, I inside, I'm brushing the dust off my shoulders. People are like, oh, you're an expert at, you know, witchcraft or something. And I'm like, no, not me. Yeah. No. Uh, when it comes to, when it comes to the spiritual stuff like that, I will never call myself an expert because I am of the yeah. firm belief that when it comes to like spiritual things, like, mm-hmm life is a constant progression and it's constant learning you'll only be an expert like by like the minute you're dead yeah (laughs) like the minute right before you die i also (laughs) feel like something like that is personal it really is yeah there's some things that you can quantify like that but other things you just can't yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay any more questions to see if i'm really an expert no because i I know i am (laughs) Okay. what are you expert of i'm just an expert i am the expert i am the expert (laughs) i'm an expert at being sarcastic and never serious (laughs) so when the natural genius is the next one has to struggle or work hard to accomplish something he she or they thinks that this means they aren't good enough They're used to skills coming easily. And when they have to put in actual effort, their brain tells them that that's proof they're an imposter. Mm. So Yvonne, what are the questions you have for us? I can off the bat say yes to every one of these, but it's (laughs) okay. Uh Number one, are you used to excelling without much effort? Kind of, yeah. It depends on what it is. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 50, 50. Yeah. yeah. I'm good at art stuff. I'm a creative if it's, person. If it's something that it's like, I love something that I like doing. If it's something that's like art related or law related, literature, astrology mm-hmm. related, like the stuff that are my passions, I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. Even, even stuff like work, like that isn't my passion. Mm-hmm. It seems to kind of come naturally and I'm really good at it, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. I might think yeah. the whole time that I'm not good at it, but I'm actually excelling more than other people. Uh-huh. I would but say I don't like, recognize that in myself. I feel like I'm a real fast learner. So like when I'm mm-hmm. presented with like a new type of like talent or something like at a job, I'll learn it like quickly. And then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I've got a this natural ability for fine. this. But then when I run into a roadblock or I'm struggling, 
that's when it's like you're an imposter you're not good at this you don't know what you're talking about and then i start berating myself for it in reality a lot of people struggle like that all the time Mm -hmm. not just some of the time Mm. would you say yvonne that you struggle with this some of the time or all of the time some of the time not always like i said it's it it depends i feel like i struggle with this a lot because I'm like, I'm good at art. I should be an artist in a world renowned, whatever, you know, <laughs> but I'm not obviously, but okay. Next, Next question. question. Do you have a track record of getting straight A's or gold stars in everything you do? No, no. Um, That one's a tough one for me to answer. I feel like in school, School, no. You know what? I didn't you guys turn don't. In my homework. You guys don't have enough time for my life story, so I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm gonna make that one another 50-51. Actually, I'm gonna make that one more like 25-75, but I'm not sure which direction it goes. Yeah, I want to say no, <clears throat> just because I had a terrible time in school, but it was also at the same time not. Mm-hmm. I just didn't high school. No, I didn't get good grades because I didn't turn anything in. So mm. see, I like I started off not good in high school but it was because i was really depressed and i was suicidal yeah. and i had problems mm-hmm. and then i ended up switching to an independent study school and i was able to not only complete the stuff i needed to finish but i was also able to take a lot of the classes that i wanted to and go oh, to like awesome. the local college as well and take classes there so then i excelled and i graduated with like a 4.0 i had like extra credits i got a scholarship Dang. Yeah, so like so I more like ninety ten for you. <laughs> I don't know. Getting maybe good like grades. Yeah, because yeah. like, like I can, never got that. Also, because this can also be applied to like adult life too. That's why it says gold star or like awards. Well, everything. yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I got See, a bonus you know, at my work that was super high. I don't know how. But I'm not going to complain. Of course, like working in like cafes and, you know, retail and stuff. Like depending on the job, I was either like really, really fucking good at it or I was just like, fuck this. And like, I was <laughs> <the job>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck this shit, <laughs> like, I'm out. I can't do this. This yeah. job isn't for me. I'm not the expert. I don't have a natural talent for this. So I'm going to leave this job behind because I don't want to do it now. Because I'm like, oh, it's great. Are you talking about you or me? <laughs> It's not fair, Lindy, because she's an Aries too. So she's talking about the both of you. So. I know. It's so rude. She's got more Aries energy in her chart than I do. She, I think I, uh, I think Lindy is a heavier Aries I have a than stellium. I am. Yeah, she's got a stellium going on Sun, there. Sun, moon, and Mercury. Ew. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so loud. Yeah, because you got that Mercury in Mars. I mean, that Mercury in Aries. <laughs> one time I got into my work lobby and I had been like hyped up and I was so excited. I was talking with my friends. It's really, really, really excited. I get in this small work lobby waiting for an elevator and I got, <laughs> I screamed. I just screamed. Is that you and trying I to hit her realize. on the head? <laughs> yes, Lindy, stop. <laughs> I need one of those horns. You know the horns that we were talking about? <laughs> Sorry, let me pass the blunt. Just blare it in front of the There you go. For the record, 
let the record show that Yvonne was getting her palm and really <laughs> quickly looking like she was beating her camera, <laughs> trying to slap Lindy on the because forehead. Because I'm going off topic again. I'm passing okay. the blunt. Okay. Next question. What's the next question? Were you told frequently as a child that you were the smart one in your family or peer group? No. Yeah. Me no. Uh... I was see, I was special and gifted. But see, here's kids. the thing. Like in school, I think I was just a normal, regular kid, but I wanted to be like a special smart kid. And I think the reason yeah. being is because at home, my mom, she used to always like we never got homework help. Mom never studied with us. Mom like nope. never did anything scholastic with us. And she was always like, that's because you're already really smart. I don't need to help you. So I had it in my head that I'm supposed to be doing really good at this stuff because my mom says uh, I'm really, really super intelligent. I'm smart. I don't need help. And then I go to school. And I wasn't doing so hot, you know. And yeah. so then like that began to like really kind of like That's I also funny. have I also have a Chiron <laughs> in Gemini and Chiron in Gemini is also like these same kind of issues with like intellect and like judging yourself based on your intellect and then judging others, too. And then comparing yourself to others and saying am i you know more am i smarter than this person or are they smarter than me so yeah yeah i can that that kind of goes that. into our the next type too mm -hmm. what's the next type the next type is uh, the. i'm not done with the i'm sorry oh D. you said it first <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Yvonne's going to kick her ass. I know. Yeah. Libra mom. <laughs> fly all over there and just poke y'all and then fly back. Poke us. Right? You're going to focus on the eyes. In your She's private all. jet. Yes, I'm a private <laughs> jet. Do you dislike the idea of having a mentor because you feel you can handle things on your own? Nah. Mm, yes and no. I want to say it depends on the subject. Really. I think it depends because I felt like this when I was like going through my spiritual journey. I felt like I needed a mentor because everybody was talking about oh, I'm a mentor or oh I'm, yeah. I'm you know I'm praised in this in this expert you know category like I can help you with this. So I felt like I needed to like have a mentor or sign up for every free shit people were offering <laughs> because I felt like I needed that. But mm -hmm. now, now. Yeah. When Is you're that... faced with a setback, does your confidence tumble because not performing well provokes a feeling of shame? Mm. I'm going to go ahead and leave this chat because I feel attacked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say with like, me, that one is like 50-50 again also. It depends on what the task is. If it's something that I know, and I know that I should be like, I'm supposed to be good at this. Why am I fucking up? If it's something where yeah. it's not, I'm like, obviously, I'm not good at this. I need someone to help me. <laughs> like, okay, here's an example. I applied for a different job within my company. Like, it's a, it would be a promotion. Well few times I did this and every time when they said no and they gave me that rejection mm. I was like well I'm just not worth this shit and like mm. I can't do that they don't want me and bad negative thoughts oh. yes very bad yeah but then but then somehow I don't know if this is all the Aries or just who I am I keep applying and where you're good. also showing that you're not giving up so yeah you can't beat me down you do want me don't you <laughs> 
Last question. Do you often avoid <laughs> challenges because it's so uncomfortable to try something you're not good at? No. Not me. That's what makes life interesting. I think it depends with me. Well, I don't know. I'm considering this whole weight loss thing a challenge. And it's like, I don't know. But I'm not avoiding it necessarily knock on wood i think it depends again for me on this one like what the challenge is like some challenges i'm like ooh, i like presenting myself with challenges because i also like winning that's the areas in me right like for me like sobriety is also like a challenge before when i finally chose sobriety i was like all right well maybe like once every so many years, if it's like one of my sisters is getting married, I will allow myself one glass of wine or if it's a super important ritual, you know, like one glass of wine. But then later on, I was like, yeah, but what if I were to go my whole life without ever having any alcohol? Could I do it? And I was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> my so father-in-law <laughs> says, yeah, he can have one drink mm -hmm. as long as it's the size of a swimming pool. <laughs> so so that's my i wanted to let you guys know that right now like that's my uh that's my current long-term aries challenge do is it. to get to the end of my life and be like yeah i won do it, do it. it's more fun anyway <laughs> yep just kidding all right, no next yep. all right so next the next type is the soloist. They feel that they have to accomplish all the tasks on their own. And even if they need to ask for help, they think that that means that they're a failure or a fraud. And Yvonne is raising her hand. That's me. That's me. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to me and talking about the kids doing their chores. Like, yeah. I was so bad for asking about help anyway as a child. Very bad at it. I always just shit on my own. And I believe it's like Dee was saying, like you didn't get help from your mom with schoolwork or anything. Mm -hmm. We didn't get help with that shit either. You know, we basically were forced to fend for ourselves. Like I would have to wake myself up in the morning for school. I had to walk to school, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, we took care of ourselves because both of my parents worked. So yeah. after growing up, you know, you- um, It's hard. It's, it is hard because then when you grow up, everything just fucks with you. Like you mm. need help, but you, you don't want to ask but for help you, because you it, feel yep. like you feel like you're last in for asking yeah. for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say I definitely identify with the, the soloist part. I wouldn't say that I feel like a failure or a fraud if I fail at something, but going back to like the perfectionist where you're like yeah. any small mistake makes you question your competence yeah. Um, or being like the expert, right? If I, I, like I said earlier, like I, I'm good at like leadership. I'm good at like teamwork, but I'm best by myself. Like when I'm working solo, that's when I am at my best. That's when I perform my best. That's when I really like turn shit out. And if I fail at that, it's like, I'm going to go like sit in a corner and like berate myself and hate myself and talk down to myself and talk shit on myself and feel very inadequate and then struggle 
with all of my other tasks after that. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be able to concentrate on them. And like, I, I hate what I did or, you know, something. I just, I come out of it feeling like shit. See, this is one that I feel like I least identify with. But that's just me. What are the questions to this one, Yvonne? Yeah. Um, there's only three. The first one is, do you firmly feel that you need to accomplish things on your own? So D said yes, mm-hmm. sometimes. Me, Most yes. Most of the time. Yeah. Mm. Um, the really. second one is, I don't need anyone's help. Uh, hmm. I need like, some help. Tell yourself that you don't need anyone's help. And that huh. was constantly me telling myself, I don't need your help. I'm very uh, selective yeah. with my help. I would so. say, I would say probably growing up, I was like that a lot, like through my 20s, especially. And like my ego also in like my 20s was something that I, um, my ego was very robust in my 20s. Robust. In recent oh years, God. I have finally learned how to ask for help and how to accept that I'm not like an expert in everything and how to accept that they're, it's okay to ask for help and you should be asking for help. Okay, last question. Do you frame your requests in terms of the requirements of a project rather than your needs as a person? For Silence. sure, for me. Um, <laughs> maybe? I think we were all thinking. Yeah, <laughs> maybe? maybe, I feel like. I definitely look I at definitely. the... It's too I early for this. Do. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely can say yes to this. And it's especially when, um, because when I'm doing stuff as a mom, you want to do everything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you put everyone's needs in front of your own. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you go and you ask for something, it's like you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about, well, how can this help, you know, you know, whoever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're not, I'm not putting my needs in front. Now yeah. I'm just yeah. like trying so hard to reprogram that. If that mama way, ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So uh, get their <laughs> shit together here. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely will put a project before my own needs, especially when I was working in litigation. Um, it's very normal in litigation for like people to um, it's like to forget the sensation of like using the bathroom because you'll have like big projects yeah. that you're working on and then you're, um, you're not eating and you like you set yourself aside, you're not eating, you go to, uh, you know, you go back home at like 11 o'clock depends. at night, sometimes you sleep at the office, you forget yeah, you don't even get depends because you just you your body begins to, to your lose hands. the sensation of needing to urinate. Oh, well, I, uh, this is where you just I don't feel it. To, like your body has no idea that you need to pee. This is where I hold my pee. This is where I, I literally <laughs> have like the biggest bladder ever because it's like as D was as D was saying, like I was a, I was a legal secretary, and you literally yep, you could not it. fucking get up from that seat. <laughs> And so you were done. Dance. Yep. Yeah, you have to put your tasks before your own personal needs. That's why lawyers struggle with like raising their kids or they have problems in marriage, you know, or like it's because your job comes before you. Everything about you comes second. Also being a teen mom. I was a teen mom. So it's like Mm -hmm. I raised Mm -hmm. twins by myself for like the first few years. 
And so imagine, imagine the soloist mentality I had, the perfectionist. So how much did you sleep? None. I did not sleep. And I was a legal secretary at first. I went, I went back. Oh my God. Okay. That was my first job. It was my first job. Holy fuck. I was a legal secretary. You were a legal secretary. You were a teenager and you were raising twin baby girls. And I had went back to school when they were seven months. So just imagine this. No. After they were seven months, I left to go and back. And you were going to school. school. Yeah. No, oh I graduated. So I wow, went that's to super mom when they were right seven there. months. I graduated and then my mm-hmm. first job was the legal secretary. So yes, that was that was my life. Wow. I, I was wow. I was 18, maybe. I don't even know. Maybe You're it was 2007. Like way inadequate. 2006. Now. 2007. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is incredible, Yvonne. Look, I'm giving you a high five. Right. I'm you like, that, I am not worthy. We're not yeah, worthy. So just awful. imagine where all of this imposter syndrome was going. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a perfectionist. I I'm a soloist. I work well by myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, fuck you. I don't need a man. <laughs> get out of my way you know like get out of my way that's awesome that is amazing though yeah okay did you have any more questions oh for the soloist yes Mm -hmm. uh no okay okay i'm gonna go on to the next one which is very gendered but i didn't write this oh Um, yeah yeah. Supermen or superwomen are the next ones who push themselves to work harder than those around them and to prove that they're not imposters. Mm. Uh, they feel the need to succeed in all aspects of life at work, as parents, as partners, and they may feel stressed when they are not accomplishing this or anything, something. Mm. Um, nah, that one's a no for me. I'm gonna leave the chat again. I'm being well, attacked. the first question no. is definitely me. It just goes back <laughs> to what we were talking about. Yeah, uh-huh. it says, "Do you stay later at the office than the rest of your team, even past <laughs> the point that you've completed that day's necessary work?" Yes. No, only because I would get in trouble. But if mm. I didn't. Probably. Was the sole legal secretary, like the sole oh, full time, full time legal secretary? Yeah, that's happened to me I, before. I know how yeah. that one feels. Uh, uh-uh, uh, that so one's hard. You can't even it. get a vacation. You can't even take a no. sick day when you're the sole assistant. No, no. that one's a tough okay. one. What is the next one? Because now I'm yeah. questioning this. Do you get stressed? Yeah, next when question. You're not working and find downtime completely wasteful mm. i used to not well now. if i'm not working because it's like i don't have a job then yes but that's normal right yeah but yeah. if it's like yeah. i have a job and i'm not working i'm totally cool because yeah. i know these people i like to I earn my I time like off to, <laughs> exactly i always tell people like i work really hard because i like to chill really hard I like to be as yes. efficient yeah. as possible like with my time one. so I can maximize my chill yes. time. Yeah. Exactly. 
Like even even organizing this podcast and everything, I consider this work and not Mm -hmm. chill time. But at the same time, it's really fun to do. Yeah, and this is work that I want to do. Exactly, this is extracurricular work. Okay, so what is the next question you got for us? Have you left your hobbies and passions fall by the wayside, sacrificed to work? No to work well yeah like for a job like have i been like all right i'm not gonna do this thing anymore because i have a job now instead probably yeah that's what i'm thinking Mm. i don't do that but i will do oh i'm too busy to do my hobbies or whatever because i have a job and i'm working full time so i don't have Mm. all the time to focus on my hobbies so i'm just like i'm just fuck it I, I feel like I still try to make time for my too. hobbies and things that I like. But I going back again to um, how I made that switch from art to law, that was kind of that situation, really. Because I know, like, I mean, for me, art is more than just, like, a hobby. Like, at that time, it was also, like, it was my life. That's what I wanted to do. But that was, like, my passion. That's something, like, I love, right? Um, yeah. But it doesn't give you health insurance. And so that's why I ended up switching over to law. But when I got that job, you know, I started off as a legal secretary. I kind of stopped being an artist. I became very passionate about law. It turned turned out I really loved it. That's why I went back to school to become a paralegal. And And Aries likes to argue? (laughs) (laughs) Shocking. Right. No, you know, that was one of the biggest reasons why I love litigation. I love a good fight. And what I love more than a good fight is winning. And uh, litigation satisfied Go, both fight, of those win. things. Go, yeah, fight, but win. at that point, <laughs> then it was like I had completely stopped being an artist. Like yeah. I stopped making art like 100% because my job did consume yep. most of my time. And when I did have free time, I was out like partying and drinking and doing drugs right, and going exactly. to raves and like, <laughs> you know, doing I like, fun say stuff. same. <clears throat> yeah, maybe not drinking part of good and raves now, but <laughs> I think it depends with me. Like, I'm not gonna say yay or nay. I think it just depends. Like, I feel like when you get older, or even then, you have you notice these uh, times where you kind of take a pause on things. You know, whether it's yeah. your craft, whether it's you know going out and having fun with your friends, whether it's a hobby, you know, stuff like that. Like, it just you just go through these phases and mm-hmm. I can honestly say I went through a lot of those in the last few years so last question is do you feel like you haven't truly earned your title despite numerous degrees and achievements so you feel pressed to work harder and longer than those around you to prove your worth mm, nah yeah I'm gonna say no to that one yeah I would say yeah I think before, yes. Now, no. I would say, yeah. I like, I'm like, well, how did I get this job anyway? I have to prove that I'm worthy of this job. Any more questions for us? No. No? Okay. We are going to take a quick break and Dee is going to go over the transits of the day. And when we get back, we're going to talk about what you can do to start to heal or help imposter syndrome. Let's take a look. 
a look at our transits for today, May 27th, 2021. Just a reminder, these transits are the current transits. If you want to learn how the planets affect you personally, head on over to astro-seek.com or astro.com and run a personal transit chart. Then mosey on over to astrologyking.com where you can read about those aspects. So to start, Venus square Neptune at an orb of zero. This can cause feelings of insecurity about yourself and how you look. You might feel like others are looking at you oddly or think you're strange, but it's important to remember that this is a distorted impression and not reality. There's also an increased need for tenderness and affection, which can lead to a new relationship, but you must keep in mind the confusing Neptunian influence. You can also experience disappointment in your love life by forming distorted images of someone else because there's an increased tendency to over-idealize romantic interests, ignoring obvious red flags. These situations leave you susceptible to major disappointment or being taken advantage of. A healthy relationship can deal with this transit, but a difficult relationship will have more problems and trust may become an issue. It's also not a good time for sticking to diets or partying. At this time, you might be more susceptible to the depressive influence of alcohol, and there's an increased risk of addiction if you're a drug user. Regular drug users should beware overdose, infection, or being ripped off by your dealers. Next up, Mercury conjunct Venus. Add an orb of one. This is a great time to tell someone that you love them. You'll be more in touch with what you love about someone and can more easily express this. There's also an increased chance of receiving someone else's love or appreciation. There's also an increase in artistic skills, so it's a good time for being creative, especially with music and poetry. Increased social interactions make this a good time to make new friends, date, renew old relationships, and improved troubled ones. Mercury square Neptune at an orb of one distorts your thinking, causing confusion and complications in discussions and business dealings. Lack of clarity and misinterpretation can cause problems when giving and receiving instructions. If you have important business or legal matters that you need to deal with, it's important to seek professional help and not try to conquer these things yourself. Imagination and potential for deception can lead to tough situations as well, which would just increase confusion and insecurity even more. So it's important now to avoid treachery, scandal, and deception. Even the littlest lie could lead to embarrassment. Better time to make for music, dance, poetry, and creative writing. And under this transit, it's best to completely avoid drugs and alcohol. And last, we have Mars trying Neptune at an orb of two. This stimulates sensuality, creativity, and community spirit. Increased attractiveness and charm make this a good time for romance. Sexual encounters would be strongly compassionate, tender, and spiritual in nature. Increased sense of rhythm and motivation to express creativity as well. So also a great time for dance, music, sculpture, and other physical creative outlets. There might be an increased urge to engage in spiritual activities especially those involving groups. This isn't an aggressive energy, but you can draw up strong spiritual courage and a fighting spirit to defend yourself and loved ones. 
And you might feel the need to stand up for underdogs or the downtrodden. You can win battles now, but it'll be through acts of kindness and not through aggression. This is an excellent time to become actively involved with charities and human rights groups. And that's it for today. Snuggle up with your boo, do something creative, go out and dance your ass off, but don't overdo it with the drugs and the alcohol. And be careful with who you trust. Welcome back, guys. Thank you, Dee, so much for those. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about imposter syndrome and how you can help to heal these feelings you're feeling. According to impostersyndrome.com, there are 10 steps to help promote change. I'm going to read through some of them here. One of them is just breaking the silence. Shame, it keeps a lot of people from fessing up about those fraudulent feelings, knowing, like we said at the beginning, knowing that there's a name for these feelings and that mm-hmm. you are not alone is, it's very freeing. That's yep. kind of what we were saying at the beginning. We didn't know that there was words for this, but there is. But now that there is, mm-hmm. you can help. Um, yeah. Another good one is separate those feelings from facts. There, there's mm-hmm. times you're going to feel stupid. It's, it's unavoidable, but it happens mm-hmm. to everybody and realize that even though you may feel stupid, it doesn't mean that you are stupid. Mm-hmm. Those feelings are valid, but that doesn't always mean that it's true. And another good one is to recognize when you should feel fraudulent. Oh, when you yeah. should when feel you fraudulent. Should, That's interesting. It is. Okay. So it says that a sense of belonging fosters confidence. If you're the only or one of a few people in a meeting, classroom, field, workplace, anything like that, who look or sound like you are much older or younger, but it's only natural that sometimes you feel like you don't totally fit in. Plus, if you're the first woman, a person of color, person with a disability to achieve something in your world, like astronaut, vice president, judge, supervisor, firefighter, anything like that, that's also added pressure to represent your entire group. Mm. Instead of just taking your self-doubt as a sign of your ineptness, recognize that it might be a normal response to being on the receiving end of social stereotypes about competence and intelligence. Ah, interesting. Very insightful. Right. So it's like natural like feelings of fraudulence versus you telling yourself that you're mm-hmm. a fraud. Yeah. Got it. So that's what it means. It's, by it's new territory for you. Right. Right. So of course you're going to feel like you don't fit in, mm-hmm. you know, and even, even it, as you're listening, even listening and absorbing the words that we're saying and recognizing that you, you know, feel this way and it's okay to feel this way. How can you fix or, you know, heal yourself from feeling like this is Mm -hmm. one of the first steps. I mean, you're doing great. And here, (laughs) as I'm praising everyone, accentuate the positive is another step you can do. Mm. The good news Mm -hmm. is that being a perfectionist means you care deeply about the quality of your work. 
The key is to continue to strive for excellence when it matters most, but don't mm -hmm. persevere over routine tasks and forgive yourself when the inevitable, inevitable mistake happens. Sitting with yourself and telling mm -hmm. yourself good things. Like what, mm -hmm. are, what are some things you're good at? What do you like about yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. just remembering those things sometimes is really hard. And I would even say with like, if you're dealing with these issues of perfectionism within imposter syndrome, it can be both a strength and a weakness being a perfectionist. Yeah. So why don't you take that strength of the perfectionist to try to transform the weakness of being the perfectionist. You can and still if use. you don't totally transform your weakness the first time, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Keep that's normal. It. Yeah, that's Keep what it trying. says here. The inevitable mistake happens. Mm -hmm. That's how transformation so, goes. It's not an overnight process. No, it takes, definitely it takes not. A while. Yeah. But just keep going. Keep mm -hmm. going. Don't give up. Yeah. So here's kind of goes into the next one is develop a healthy response to failure and mistake making. Mm -hmm. It says Henry Ford once said failure is only the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Mm. Instead of beating yourself up for falling short, do what players on the losing sports team do and glean the learning value from the loss and move on, reminding yourself, I'll get them next time. Mm. Yeah, like you tell one. the other team, good game, good game. Even though you didn't win, even mm -hmm. though you didn't do everything perfect, you played a good game. Go yeah. play the next one. Uh, the next one says to write the rules. If you've been operating under misguided rules like, I should always know the answer or never ask for help, start asserting your rights. Mm -hmm. Recognize that you have just as much right as the next person to be wrong, have an off day or ask for assistance. You're ah. only human after all. I like that one. I do too. That yeah. one kind of makes me feel like maybe you should, you know, purposely start making mistakes <laughs> maybe right. you should you know <laughs> just to get purposely, used to them yeah exactly yeah. maybe you should just purposely be like you know what i'm going to go ask for help for this i want someone else to do this with me i'm going to do this wrong you know to see how it happens what i can learn from this you know purposely be imperfect I think yeah that's a good one, that's yeah. a good one. Mm -hmm. Well, this next one is kind of a lot of how i explain shadow work to people a lot of it um developing a new script so mm -hmm. become consciously aware of the conversation going on in your head when you're in a situation that triggers your imposter feelings this is your internal script then instead of thinking wait till they find out i they have no idea what i'm doing or i have no idea what i'm doing here tell yourself that everyone who starts something new feels off base in the beginning everybody has a first day mm -hmm. i may not know all the answers but i'm smart enough to find them out instead of looking around mm -hmm. the room and thinking oh my god everyone here is brilliant and i'm not go with wow everyone here is brilliant i'm really going to learn a lot ah that's that, such a good mental trick it really is yeah. and i feel like it can be very hard so if you mm -hmm. can't get it you know right away just mm -hmm. recognizing that you're even having those thoughts at all is amazing. Yeah. That's the first step, yeah. even recognizing you're having the thoughts. And like we were saying earlier, 
it's a good thing that we know now what this is called because we're able to objectively step back. So you mm -hmm. can step back and say, oh, these thoughts I'm having, this is imposter syndrome. Let me be objective about this. What can I do? Let me yes. flip the script. It's not that I'm not good exactly. enough. I'm going to learn a lot from this situation. And that's that's yeah. kind of how I describe shadow work is mm -hmm. recognizing those feelings and why you're having those feelings. Yeah. Do I need uh -huh. to change the way I think? Do I need to change the way I react? Why do I react this way? The next one is, I think I need to start doing this a little bit more myself. Visualize success. Do what professional athletes do. Spend time beforehand picturing yourself making a successful presentation or calmly posing your question in class. Sure beats picturing impending disaster and will help with performance-related stress. So instead of thinking, uh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to say the wrong word, oh my God, go, I'm going to do fucking amazing, man. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bomb this shit that's out awesome. of the fucking water. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a fun one. It is. Mm -hmm. And then reward yourself. Break mm -hmm. the cycle of continually seeking and then dismissing validation outside of yourself by learning to pat yourself on the ah, back. This is what I one. struggle with. I was just about to say that too. I struggle with this one. That's a good one. I yep. need this one. Mm -hmm. So reward yourself. Let's all give ourselves pats on the back. Oh, yay. <laughs> Let the record show we're all patting ourselves on our backs. Yes. <laughs> And then the last one it has here is fake it till you make it. Now and then we all have to fly by the seat of our pants instead of considering winging it or as proof of your ineptness, learn to do what many high achievers do and view it as a skill. Mm. The point of the worn out phrase, fake it till you make it still stands. Don't wait until you feel confident to start putting yourself out there. Courage comes from taking risks. Change your behavior first and allow your confidence to build. I don't really like this saying, to be honest. Yeah, I, don't I don't know really why. Either. I don't like it because I feel like you're being fake when you do yeah. it. Yeah. But at the same I like time. To, I like to express, you know, when I'm struggling. Sometimes when you share your struggles with others. Oh, yeah. People mm -hmm. can relate to that way more than if you're just faking it till you make it all the time. I, like I if you feel, have that mentality all the time. I feel like a better way of phrasing it would be to step into that role. I don't, I wouldn't mm. know a good, like, fake it till I you make it. I see what you're going with but, it, but I feel like, yeah. yeah. I would say, I would say, I understand, because I feel the same way, the fake it till you make it. I feel like we're already talking about imposter syndrome. So if you're doing the whole yeah. fake it till you make it, I feel like that just kind of enforces more imposter syndrome. Can, yeah, that's yeah. true. But I think, I think what you're trying to get at and what this is trying to get at um, is like you were saying, stepping into that role is the acceptance of it. It says winning yeah. it winging it and i think yeah. that's more of like going with the flow because going with the flow of something that you're unsure of or you're not sure you have the skills of you're gonna be learning from it i don't think and it necessarily going with means being fake but more i just as feel like act I just feel like, like you words, know what you're doing words just is so important it i really feel is. like if, especially when you're doing something like shadow work i feel like words yeah. are so important because you're trying yeah. to retrain you're trying to retrain your brain. You see what so, I'm saying too? Yeah. Maybe to not think. tell yourself that you're fake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, okay. So, so don't fake it till you make it. Just yes. embrace Just the wave make it and, and write it. <laughs> yes, I like so, that. Theme. There you go. Just like make that. it. Even if you're not good at it, even if you're going to fail, just make it. Don't fake it. Just make it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it comes out like those, what's that show on Netflix where it's like nailed it? If it comes out looking oh, like yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> like those Etsy Pinterest yeah. things, that's cool. That's cool. You made it, but you weren't faking yeah. it. You were honestly giving it a you shot. It. And that's, yeah, yeah you, you went with the flow. You were like, I'm in this situation. I'm going to embrace it. We'll see if I yeah. can do it or not. I've got people around me who can help me. I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to do it. All right, Just guys. do it. Just do it. Just to wrap up here, guys. So I am going to end this with a card, an affirmation card. And I think it's very fitting. I love this part. Yes. I love this part. Okay. It says, all of my problems (laughs) breed the opportunity for a solution. I rage create to dominate the solutions. And on the back, it says, problems are our homies, our peeps, and our friends. There will always be problems. And this means there will always be new opportunities to creatively solve these problems. Opportunities open the door to unlimited possibility. Freedom is for those who solve the problems. Pacifiers are for those who don't. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us talk and prattle on about imposter syndrome and shadow work. I think we're going to be revisiting some of the shadow work a little bit in the future, but yeah. next episode, we're going to talk about Gemini season. So you Geminis, Ooh. join us and listen up. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. See you guys. I love ya. See you next time. <laughs>